Back to another episode of the Been There, Read That podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Batty. As always, this program is brought to you by ChristianResearcher.com. In our last episode, we did an introduction to Old Testament surveys, and we talked about the need to read Old Testament surveys and really Bible surveys in general, and we want to kind of pick up where we left off, and today we want to talk about New Testament introductions and surveys. Uh, just as a brief recap of some of what we've already stated, it's really important to get the big picture view of the Bible in your mind. This this is very helpful in introductions to the Bible in general, but taking a little bit more in-depth focus by doing introductory surveys and surveys of the Old Testament books and the New Testament books as well. And so we want to kind of build off of that concept. I want to introduce our listeners to some book titles and authors that they need to become familiar with in building this area of their library. I think this is a very critical area, and it's a little bit more difficult to do in New Testament surveys and introductions than it is in Old Testament because there's a lot more baggage that comes along in this area of study. And so we want to kind of build, as we did last time, do some general introductory works, some intermediate works, and then some advanced books in the line of theology. And along the way, we'll talk about not only some good guys, but some bad guys to look out for. So I want to talk about, first of all, general introductory works. This is where you would first begin, a person with very little knowledge of the New Testament background at all. Here are uh, three books in particular and three authors that you need to become familiar with and purchase these books, very cheap books. That will be an invaluable addition to your library and to your personal studies. first one that I would recommend is New Testament Books Made Simple by James E. Smith. Now this is one of kind of like a three-volume set that Smith put together some time back. You can find these on Amazon. He did one book called Bible Periods Made Simple, or Bible History Made Simple, I think was the name of it. He did the old books of the Old Testament Made Simple, and then books of the New Testament Made Simple. And this is a really good, uh, easy-to-read introduction to each one of the New Testament books. Gives you some background, not very much structure, but kind of um, a few themes, things to keep in mind as you go throughout. Really, really helpful work. Make for a good teaching series on the congregational level, uh, like a Wednesday night, Sunday night study series. A second one has been recommended by our brethren for a long time and is a very valuable book, is The Heart of the New Testament by H.I. Hester. If you remember last time we talked about his Heart of Hebrew History, and that was dealing with the Old Testament, and his Heart of the New Testament is the New Testament half of that, or pairing with that. Very good resource, uh, helpful material. And then third, you have the New Testament book by book by Roy Cogdill. All three of these are very conservative, very um, safe reads for people to be introduced to. Again, this is just kind of like your entry-level read. This is not advanced by any means. This is just kind of your general New Testament background information. This is really helpful to go through material like this before you start studying individual books of the Bible, of the New Testament in particular, so that you can have kind of a, a better rounded diet entering in so you can assimilate some stuff. 
Moving on from general introductory works to intermediate type of works, this is where things become a little bit more difficult to give some recommendations, especially from a Church of Christ background, because quite frankly there's not a whole lot of material written uh, geared toward this level from a Church of Christ perspective. I'll give you a couple of what I call non-traditional from a Church of Christ background, because that's really all I know to recommend at this time. But uh, Bob and Sandra Waldron wrote a... I think it's like a eight-volume series. That's uh, these workbooks. It's a three-year study program that covers the entire Bible. And I for- failed to mention this last week, and that's a the, kind of a gross failure on my part because this is a really excellent series. This uh, these are like five by eight books in size. They look more like workbooks, and it's geared towards a systematic. Th- study introduction to the whole Bible. There's three volumes that are dedicated to the New Testament portion, and from a Church of Christ background, this is really good intermediate introductory material that all church members should go through. I would particularly recommend if you homeschool your children, which I know there's a lot of homeschoolers out there, even if you don't homeschool your children and you just want something to systematically go through with your children, I would suggest getting this set, the full set, I think it runs you about 100 bucks. We carry this on our website at christianresearcher.com, and you can go through this material together as a family in supplementing your daily Bible reading. It's considered a three-year course. That is being very generous uh, time-wise. You could easily go through this course in a year or less if you were diligent in your studies, but it's kind of designed for that three-year bridge so that it's not overwhelming. It's all just kind of a matter of how how diligent you want to be in attacking this material, but really good material there that I would recommend. Another book that's not really, it's not titled as a survey or as an introduction, but in my opinion it is. This is a book that I highly recommend. I believe it's a really good book. It, it has a few bones in it, but it's from a Church Christ background. It's the New Testament Commentary by Wayne Jackson. This book has been out of print for several years, so I haven't been recommending it to people. But I think this is a really good commentary. And why I would classify this as more of a survey or introduction than a commentary, per se, is because it doesn't give verse-by-verse commentary. It's giving kind of sections at a time, and it's, it's rather brief in its scope in dealing with each book. And so while it's a rather large volume, it is a one-volume edition that is covering the entire New Testament, so therefore you're not going to have the depth that you are necessarily looking for in a verse-by-verse or in-depth study throughout a book. And so I would just suggest using it as a commentary, but also as an introductory work. If each of our members would sit down and read through this entire volume, they would be much better equipped to understand some of the background of a number of passages that they're going through. Again, this is going to be some meat and bones, but it is coming from a Church Christ background, and it is going to avoid a lot of the errors of Calvinism that so frequently crop up in New Testament studies. Okay, so I would recommend Waldron and Jackson for intermediate studies uh, from a Church Christ background. Now, as far as outside of Church Christ books, um, there are some helpful materials out there that are intermediate in nature. This is not where I would recommend people to start, and I would also note that these are coming from non-Church Christ backgrounds. So there are going to be there's going to be chicken and bones in this, and uh, I'll point out a couple that I think are more chicken than bones, and then I'll point out a couple that I think are more of a mixed bag that I don't I really recommend to people. 
So first of all, off, I would recommend The Cradle, the Cross, and the Crown by Kostenberger, Kellum, and Quarles. Uh, this is uh, kind of an intermediate tour, maybe lean towards advanced, depending on uh, your reading audience, introduction to the New Testament. And that's what it's geared toward doing. It's doing a survey and introductory at a little bit deeper level. There's really not anything quite comparable to this from a Church Christ background. I think it does a pretty solid job. I will uh, clarify this by saying I have not read this book in its entirety yet. I have worked on it. I've enjoyed what I've read so far. And it does, uh, the the authors are coming from a full inspiration of Scripture background, and they're doing uh, pretty conservative work in my estimation of things. And another work that might you might find helpful for intermediate to advanced readers would be an introduction to the New Testament by Carson and Moo. Again, there's going to be some baggage that comes with them, but again, they're working from a full inspiration background, and they don't have uh, near as much, and it is it would be some helpful and some challenging material uh, mixed in. Uh, two surveys or introductions that I am not sold on that are very popular is, um, one is a survey of the New Testament by Robert Gundry. Gundry's come under a lot of attack because of his view on inspiration, some of the uh, particular position that he holds in the Gospel of Matthew. Uh, he's a mixed bag. He's taken a lot of criticism and, criticism, and rightly so, for some of the positions that he has advocated. He's written a survey that's on a popular intermediate level that a lot of people like, but there's a lot, quite a bit of baggage that comes with that. Another one is uh, a popular survey of the New Testament written by Norman Geisler. If you recall last time, I recommended his survey on the Old Testament, but I'm not recommending his survey on the New Testament uh, because he is a premillennial background, and even though he believes in the full inspiration of the Bible, he is premillennial in background, and he is Calvinistic in background. And because of those two things, I'm not saying there's not things you can learn from it, but I, I don't, I can't comfortably recommend his book to people without a lot of reservations and um, hang-ups on that. And so, though I would recommend his Old Testament, I do not recommend his New Testament. When you're talking about introductory works as well, besides just kind of these broad, general, introductory, all-encompassing, one-volume works that we're mentioning today, you might think along the lines of some introductions to individual books of the New Testament. There's a lot more written along that line in the New Testament than you can find in the Old Testament. I'll give you a couple examples of what I'm talking about. Uh, there's a there's an introductory kind of commentary on the Gospel of Matthew called God With Us by D.A. Carson. That's a really fantastic introduction to the Gospel of Matthew. There's a few things that are that he's he's wrong on. He has a few hang-ups in the book. But in general, he does a really good job surveying and introducing you to some major concepts within the, the Gospel of Matthew. I've thoroughly enjoyed that, and a number of people that have read that upon my recommendation have found it very useful and helpful as well. Uh, another commentary that I recommend to people, an introductory work, is a book called Between the Cross and the Throne by Matthew Emerson. Between the Cross and the Throne by Matthew Emerson, it's an introduction to the book of Revelation. This is by no means going verse by verse. This is a really thin book, less than 100 pages, I believe, that is just giving you an introduction and a layout of the book and concepts to keep in mind as you study the book of Revelation. This is my number one recommend for a person's first read in the book of Revelation. 
this is going to be the best intro and survey far outweighing, in my opinion, any of the introductory material you will find in any of the books I have recommended to this point in today's episode. When we start talking about advanced surveys of the Bible, we're talking about that area of of theologies, like we talked about last week. New Testament theologies are where a writer takes a very in-depth approach or look at a New Testament individual book and gives you some key concepts to keep in mind. Now again, this is not where you begin your studies. If you've never read an introductory work to the New Testament, then this is not where you go. This is for advanced Bible students, very good Bible students who have a solid grounding within the Bible as a whole and are looking to do a very in-depth study of a particular New Testament book. Okay, so having said that, these are not books that I recommend across the board to every Bible reader. In fact, though I carry some of these in my bookstore, I will not sell these to novice Bible students. There's a reason for that. This is not... This is not going to be beneficial and profitable to people who don't have a background in the Bible. It's going to be discouraging to them because they don't have the they don't have the knowledge to process the material and make it helpful. And they're going to have some chicken and bones that are not there uh, for a novice to digest. Okay. Having said all that, I'll give you three uh, recommendations and kind of introductions to what we're talking about here. One is called A Theology of Matthew by Charles Quarles. Now, Charles Quarles is a from a Reformed background. He has Calvinism, and there's quite a bit of Calvinism in this book. Therefore, I do not recommend this to all parties. That's a strong word of caution. What Quarles does that you will not find elsewhere is he keys in on some major concepts within the Gospel of Matthew that have been missed by a lot of commentators. For instance, he talks about the new Moses theme, the new David theme, the restoration of Israel theme that that permeates the Gospel of Matthew. And he does a really good job of focusing in on those themes and showing how they are so crucial for understanding the purpose of Matthew's Gospel. If you're going to study the Gospel of Matthew in depth, if you're going to write a commentary on Matthew, if you're going to teach extensively through it at an in-depth level, you really need to read Quarles' material and interact with it. Is he right on everything? No. Is Does he have some Calvinism in him? Yes. But you're simply not going to get to interact with some of the, the concepts that he introduces you to uh, anywhere else. Uh, another similar type of book, when I was studying through the book of Acts some time back, I came across... Alan J. Thompson's The Acts of the Risen Lord Jesus. This is part of the Biblical Theology series that is put out by InterVarsity Press that we talked some about last time around. Again, it's called The Acts of the Risen Lord Jesus by Alan J. Thompson. He's doing very similar to Quarles. He's introducing major concepts that go throughout the book of Acts that you have to have in mind in studying the book if you're going to understand more than a surface level within the volume. Uh, he's going. He's coming from a Reformed background, so he's going to have, as I recall, some a little bit of Reformed background in uh, Calvinistic background in him in regards to the work of the Holy Spirit. Though uh, he does a better job than most from a Reformed background, and even some from a personal indwelling background, from a Church of Christ background. Having said that, there's chicken and bones. You know, um, I'm not recommending this just across the board to every Christian, but for advanced students of the Bible, this is a really important concept. 
The concept of the restoration of Israel is critical to understand in both the Gospel of Luke and its pairing with the book of Acts. In Acts chapter 1, the disciples asked Jesus, Will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And a lot of people, not understanding the question, also do not understand the response that Jesus gives and what is a critical concept introduced in the first chapter is completely blown over, misunderstood, or not not understood at all by a lot of Church Christ commentaries. And as a result, you miss out on a key concept and theme that goes throughout the rest of the book. Thompson jo- does a really good job introducing that theme and showing that one of the major themes in conjunction with the restoration of Israel in the, God- in the book of Acts is the concept that Jesus reigns. And those are just really um, critical concepts that are introduced that you're not going to find addressed as well as Thompson does them in this book anywhere else that I'm aware of. Uh, Another book along these lines of a theology is simply called A Theology of the Book of Revelation by Richard Bauckham. Again, this is not an introductory level work. This is very advanced, but if you're going to work at an advanced level within the Book of Revelation, you need at some point to interact with Richard Bauckham's theology of the book of Revelation. Most any modern commentary, such as G.K. Bill's commentary on the book of Revelation, which is highly regarded, or uh, basically any book that's been written in modern times on Revelation, has found it necessary to interact with Richard Bauckham. He's not right on everything, but he is right on a number of things. Very provocative. This is not a light read. It is a technical discussion, but something that is worthwhile Uh, reading and working through if you are going to do, again, an in-depth advanced study of the book of Revelation. As far as advanced studies in introduction to the New Testament background, two authors that you need to be aware of and avoid because they are just bad guys. One is Raymond E. Brown, and the second is Bart Ehrman. Raymond E. Brown is coming from a a source-critical background where he doesn't believe in the inspiration of the Bible. He goes way out of his way to show that the Bible, uh, try to show that the Bible is not inspired, has all kinds of flaws and backgrounds. And I I don't know why guys like this write, but they do write. Uh, Their people feel the need to interact with them and be nice towards them and interacting with their material. I don't feel any need to be nice to Raymond Brown. He's, in my opinion, a dangerous guy. He attacks the validity of scripture. I don't know why he writes. I do not recommend him. He wrote a commentary, two-volume series in the Anchor Bible Commentary on the Gospel of John. A lot of people like that. A lot of people interact with and stuff, but it is written from a bias against the inspiration of scripture and has tons and tons and tons of problems that come with it. Bart Ehrman is even worse than Raymond Brown. He constantly attacks the historicity of the Gospels, uh, the inspiration of the New Testament. He he border he's borderline atheistic almost, and yet he's writing about the Bible. So if you see Raymond Brown, Barnerman, save your money. Do not get them. It's a waste of time. These other guys. There are some of these other guys I've recommended that they have some uh, chicken and bones to them. They have some bones in their writing, but it is worth going through the material for the meat that's involved. That cannot be said of Raymond Brown and Bart Ehrman. I hope that our discussion today has been helpful to you, giving you some ideas of some authors and books you should consider getting. Start off at that general introductory level with 
James E. Smith, H.I. Hester, and Roy Cogdill. If you've never read an introduction survey to the New Testament, get those three guys, read through all three of them, and then after you've done that and you want to advance further, pick up a Wayne Jackson, a Bob and Sandra Waldron set, and maybe go with Kostenberger on The Cradle, the Cross, and the Crown, or Carson and Moo's Introduction to the New Testament. Uh, maybe consider getting some introductory individual volumes. If you want some suggestions on particular individual introductions on different books of the Bible, you can contact us at christianresearcher at gmail.com, and we'd be happy to try to answer and field some of those inquiries. Thanks for tuning in, and hopefully soon we're going to do a a episode on introducing biblical theologies. That's one of my favorite areas of reading and study, and I hope to introduce our our listening audience to that area of study and may pique some interest. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already and share this with others. Thanks, and hopefully we'll catch you again soon. Better is our sacrifice. He paid the, he paid the price, the price. He paid it all upon the cross. No longer bound by sin or with the eternal loss. He took my sin and washed it away. When I was immersed in that watery grave, I heard that gospel call because he paid it all.